Is my mic on thing? Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to get right into it. I got to set up my timer first. I got to set up my timer. But yeah, I am Trevor. I've never been up this high before. This is, a, this is Tom. Um, but yeah, so I'm t- I t- kind of was thinking of a title all week, and my title for my testimony is The, g- the Grace of Opportunity, because it's Testimonies of Grace. So my title is The, the Grace of Opportunity. And I, I feel like when thinking of testimonies, it's kind of like you're before God, when you met God, and then, then what? But in my life, I had the privilege of always knowing God, so I kind of have it as before God, in quotations, and then my encounter, and then my now what? So like I said, yeah, I'll, I'll just go from the beginning, born at a, at a very young age, and I always knew God, um, just in my life. I never, like, I, never in my life was there a question of, is there God, or is Jesus real? Um, but I just kind of had to figure what it meant to me. And, you know, I, I felt... As I got a little older, you know, six or seven, I kind of felt forced to go to church, and I say that as well, because now, looking back, first off, my parents just wanted the best for me, and then second off, I couldn't be left home alone. So really, my parents were just looking out for me. Um, but once I got to an old enough age to be left home alone, my parents were actually gracious enough to, um, you know, obviously Christmas and Easter, had to go, but um, uh, I was able to not have to go. But then, you know, flash forward to middle school, um, on the Wednesday nights, my dad would have his men's group, and then I would go to the middle school group. And I actually found it to be really fun. Um, and so that was the, kind of the first time where I was like, wait, church can be, you know, it, c- it can be fun. You know, I can have a good time when I'm there. Um, and so I started going, and there's where I met an important friend of mine, uh, Jelani. And that would be important because I went to Marsh, and everyone from Marsh, for the most part, goes to PV. And uh, um, at least my, my core uh, friend group at the time went to PV, and so I had to go to Chico High. You know, it's just in my family, oh, we all went to Chico High. And so, I mean, I was glad to go, and then I was nervous of, am I going to know, or am I going to have good friends there? I knew people going, but was I going to have good friends there? And then first day of school, going to PE, oh, Jelani, that's my buddy, he's right there. So we actually put our lockers next to each other for PE, um, and he's an important person in my life because one day, about three, four weeks into school, he goes, hey, I'm going to go to this thing tonight. I don't know if you want to go. Um, should be fun. My brother went and things like that, and it's called Young Life, and you should go. And I was like, oh, sure, why not? You know, I asked my family, and they knew about it but didn't know much about it, and, you know, pe- people in my family knew people who went, but that was about it. And so, as some of you might know, I was hooked. I went. I barely missed going to Young Life in high school. Either I was out of town or terribly sick, or else I found a way to go. Um, even if I was sick, I'd convince my mom to let me go. Um, and yeah, that was just, you know, one of those opportunities God granted to me where I said yes. And so, um, yeah, I then just about, it's, you know, November, about, you know, still freshman year, I get invited to go to Woodleaf. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know if we can afford that, you know? And then Joe goes, We're pay- we'll pay for you, we'll, and so you can go. So I was like, oh, this is amazing, you know, I, another opportunity to say yes, and that's super easy one, and, you know, Woodleaf, and not knocking any other Christian camp I went to, but Woodleaf was the best. Uh, you no know, one does Christian camp like Young Life, in my opinion, and I just had a, an amazing time there. And then it gets to the Saturday night, it's just a weekend, Friday to Sunday, and on that Saturday night, I, they have a quiet time. For 15 minutes on the last club, you go out and you just spend 15 minutes, and they say, you don't have to pray, but you should. But just go out and at least sit in silence. Don't disrupt anyone else. So I say, whatever, I'll pray. You know, might as well. I don't want to be the guy disrupting everyone. So then I pray, and immediately I think of my grandma. And she's the only grandparent I had that lived in town. And I just was like, whoa, that was kind of trippy. Immediately I sit down and start praying. 
And I didn't really pray much other than for before dinner or before a dentist appointment. Um, so I was like, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> so I immediately just thought of my grandma. I was like, okay, so I'll pray for her. And um, that was that. And I didn't really think anything of it. And I just prayed for her health. You know, she had cancer at the time, if I'm unmistaken. And she just wasn't very healthy. And so I just, you know, prayed for her because that's what you do to God. You pray for people to be healthy. And so then I get back to Chico on Sunday. And my other grandpa was supposed to come into town. And, I was, and I, so I asked my dad, uh, when's, you know, when's grandpa coming into town? And he just says, kind of breaks it to me straight uh, and goes, your grandma died. Um, so over that weekend, while I was there, my grandma passed away. And so the first time where I kind of on my own reached out for, to prayer to God for someone, he didn't, in my opinion, he didn't listen. And so I was like, okay, God, uh, I believe in you, but I don't like you that, that much right now. And... Um, but I still went to Young Life because Young Life was really fun. Uh, and, but it was kind of in one ear, out the other for things. And um, it kind of went on like that for about a year. And uh, what, during that year, I was like, if God doesn't care about what I have to say about him, he obviously doesn't care what I do. So I started smoking marijuana. I started drinking with my friends and things like that and just not making great decisions but still going to Young Life. We kind of made a pact in my friend group to only do it on the weekends because, you know, we were really good kids, and we only should do it on the weekends, um, which doesn't make sense anyways. But um, just kind of went like that for uh, about a year, and then I'm actually telling my testimony up until that point um, on the roof of the dining hall. Don't tell my leaders still. Uh, we're on the roof of the dining hall, uh, which is unsafe, and we're telling our testimonies, and I, I'm just telling my testimony up to that point and saying how upset I was with God and things like that, and I kind of just felt this sense of like, hold on, like, my grandma's in heaven, and so she is healthy. And I just kind of, that was the first time I thought, to, uh, I thought like, wow, God, you can ask God for something, and he's going to give it to you, but maybe not in the way you want. And I feel like we've been talking about that as well with Paul, of like him wanting to go and do things, and, um, you know, he ended up in Rome, but he was in jail. But not the way he thought he would get there. And so just kind of, that was the first time where I thought, whoa, God is a little different than I thought. But I didn't really do anything about that. I kind of just coasted that lifestyle of smoking and drinking with my buddies, but still going to Young Life. Um, and then and during that time, I got involved in theater. I still am a theater major. That's gonna, that, that comes up later. Um, and so I am um, going into my senior year, and I'm like, wow, I, I want to lead, because uh, that just sounds really fun. I saw all the leaders having fun doing it, and that, so that's what I want to do. And so I'm like, I got to quit smoking. You know, obviously, you can't be a leader and smoke marijuana. That's just not, doesn't add up. And, you know, I got to lower the drinking. Still, doesn't make sense. But um, I am, you know, I start leading, and that was a big example, which I like, of Jesus does not uh, call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And I am a testament to that. Um, because, like I said earlier, I don't know if some of you were here. Uh, I gave, like, my first club talk, and it was, like, three minutes. So already I'm doubling that just in my testimony right now. Uh, and it just wasn't a great uh, story to tell at all. It wasn't good. And... You know, I was really good at dodgeball and playing the games with the kids, though, but that was about it. And so I just, I knew that I needed to be a better leader. And I kind of was on that mindset for a while. And, you know, coming out of high school, just I've been done the theater for three years. And I was struggling because I kind of had a falling out with my high school friend group. And then going into college was just, you know, still leading, but still not having a great um, results with, like, at least, like, the conversations I had with students. Because I would just say, like, oh, if you have a question, it's in the Bible. That's it. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Or I would just re um, revert them to someone else. Which isn't a bad thing, but if you stay there, that's a bad thing, I, I think. And I, uh, you know, so then kind of coast that mindset for a while and get to 
COVID, and um, you know, theater online is impossible. It's weird, like Zoom acting class is the weirdest thing you've ever been in. And <laughs> anyways, yeah, that's I could do 15 minutes testimony of that. But I go to, or I'm you know just been in my room for a long time, kind of thing, like everyone else was, and I'm on a Zoom with Kevin, and he. Op- tells about the opportunity to move to Truckee for 10 months to do 18 to 25-year-old Christian internship for aspiring Christian leaders. And I'm like, oh, that kind of, you know, move out of my house, cheap rent, live in a beautiful town, and be a, become a better leader. So I'm like, wow, it kind of checks all the boxes, you know? So I, I go there, and that was the hardest but most rewarding um, year of my life. And this is kind of like my encounter with God, of God saying, do you want to live on your borrowed faith of, you know, the, everyone around you, or do you want to become a better leader and actually make something uh, of, of your life and like, grow, you know? And I kind of felt like that was another opportunity um, that God graciously gave me, and which I said yes to. And, you know, that year it was, it was difficult, and, you know, just living on my own, living out of my parents' house, just four other guys I didn't know. They're, you know, still my great friends to this day, but you know, it's just difficult living with people you don't know. Um, when three of them grew up being best friends, so it was just kind of difficult to integrate. But then, you know, everything's going pretty well the first couple months, and, you know, I get baptized, and um, things are just going well. And then about a month later after my baptism, I'm actually in town because I have bronchitis, strep, and mono at the same time. And I get the news that I had, you know, I'd done theater for three years, and when you do theater, you get close to your teacher or your director, and I figure out that my teacher had taken her own life while I was in town. And that was just difficult, like you couldn't imagine to hear that. It's the, someone you would never expect, that kind of thing. And I was just like, whoa, that, you know, rocked my world. And I was just didn't know how to react. But I know in the past when things had happened, I reacted in, in one way of saying, okay, God, never mind, you clearly don't care. But this was a time I reacted in a, where I had a strong Christian community around me, and they kind of were like, we don't know why this happened either, but it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you at all, and we'll figure this out. Um, as we go. And my pastor had immediately put me into therapy, um, and the, the therapist was, her ministry was her first few sessions were free, um, if you were referred. So that kind of, uh, you know, saved my life. Because when something like that happens, it kind of uh, instills the same thoughts in your brain to do the same thing. And I just kind of held on to uh, what Paul writes in Philippians 1, um, 21 to 25, which is for me, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is to gain. But I, I live on in the flesh. This will mean fruit for my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. For I am hard pressed between the two, having a, de- a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. And I, I obviously kind of take that out of context of my and put it into my own life where I had just had these thoughts of like, wow, if heaven would be so much easier than this. And that would be like, you know, I could be there today and it would be the best, you know, it'd be amazing. But to know like, that's just not what God wants of me or of anyone, of that if you're not dead, he's not done with you. And that kind of just held on to that, not knowing how I'd get through things of, you know, a deep depression, deep anxiety, dissociation and things like that. And knowing that it, it wasn't the end because I was alive. Um, and clearly there's something else that, I have to do. Check my time. Um, yeah, and so I come out of that 10 months with a stronger faith than I've ever had before because of that. You know, it's that idea of like, you know, uh, trial by fire, you know, putting 
you know, gold into fire where gold is like really dirty and gross and then you put it into fire and it comes out shiny. That was kind of that for me of knowing like, um, yeah, I'll just, I could do four more metaphors, but there's no point. Um, <laughs> but just, you get the idea. And I was able to go back into, into theater in person, um, thank God, because it over Zoom, theater was terrible. And uh, I, you know, found a, a new passion in it. And um, uh, going out of that, and actually, I want to go back a little bit, where I had been smoking for a long time, and coming out of that, I had gotten sober off it. I think next, in two weeks, it'll be three years sober off marijuana, and um, that's just a, another testament to God. I didn't think that would ever end. Um, and I had found that the 10 months had worked out with my leading capabilities, where I was actually able to have stronger conversations with my students and things, and I actually had answers. Or, and I obviously, I'm not afraid to say, I don't know, let's figure it out, but knowing like I was able to have longer conversations and not have to revert them to another person as many times. Um, and that was kind of my encounter, and you know, God gave me all these opportunities and obviously gave me these trials to go through, and I could have reacted, and I could have quit the program, and I obviously could have been in heaven if I wanted to, but I knew that obviously I'm not dead, and so there's something else for me to do, you know? And I'd kind of look and say, now what? And as a theater major and, and leaving Young Life, I was nervous of thinking, wow, I, uh, is this all gonna go to waste just because I'm not leading directly? And I have already seen that to be a lie because I know in these conversations I've had with people in theater, and in case you didn't know, theater is not a Christian industry. It's very secular and very LGBTQ-centered. Um, and I know when I've had these conversations with all of these people across the entire spectrum of that, there's two things, and that's either they have church hurt or trauma, and if not that, they have a skewed idea of what it is to be a Christian, and the media has done that to them, um, which no fault of their own. There's terrible things you see, we all see on the media. And I just know that with um, being in theater, it's, you know, it's one conversation at a time and one opportunity that God gives you at a time to be able to um, show people what it's actually, what being a Christian actually is, and that, you know, you're not, people aren't supposed to be judgmental and not supposed to be hateful and not supposed to make people feel terrible, because I know that's not what Jesus did at all, at least to people who weren't in the church. Um, and so, yeah, that's my testimony. <laughs>